0: I guess for me, like my first real dove hunt, I guess wasn't till uh, college when I was up here. When I went with uh, Cody Kale, Marshall Teal, and Jake Goodo, he was working for that place in, in Wixon Valley, and they let us come out there and dove hunt. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was a pretty good shot already. I'd been doing go to like play shoots and stuff, yeah, so I was. We've been in
0: quite a few clay I shoots was pretty confident. I
1: had my 12 gauge Remington, and I took it down there with my first hunt. Yeah, with that gun. It was the whole thing so it was nice limited out but like everybody did we had a trailer they lined them all up on the trailer and like it was just a really 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 we have a lot of good fun pictures from that one
0: yeah oh was, my gosh i think man dove hunting i mean it's fun to shoot birds and everything and it's fun to bring birds home obviously we love eating them but like it is the most like family friendly
1: yeah it's a great first time
0: enjoyable like Everybody get together. Have a good time. Tejas. Tejas Hunt Club Podcast is the podcast for you, and you, and you, and you. (laughs) What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 26 of the Tejas Hunt Club Podcast. I'm your host, well, co-host this time, Mm -hmm. Brandon McDowell, and my co-host,
1: Megan McAulay.
0: How are y'all doing today? Uh, glad y'all are tuning in to the podcast once again. This episode is going to be Megan and I kind of talking about, well, one of the greatest weeks or weekends in the opening season of Dove. Mm-hmm. Dove opener for some. We didn't get to get out and get a hunt this past weekend for the Dove opener, but I'm going hunting this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about that And then kind of talk about some dove hunting stories and stuff that we've done in the past. And then hopefully, maybe some we'll do in the future. Last week on episode 25 of the Teos Hunt Club podcast, we had on our buddy Zach Fikrovich of Whetstone Habitat. So that was an awesome podcast. Listening to him talk about uh, wildlife habitat and some of the things that he's been through all across the United States. I mean, from Texas to... Kentucky to, uh, his working on his family's place now. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, like I said, in that podcast, he's a wealth of knowledge. So if y'all don't follow him, make sure y'all go give him a follow and then I'll sign up for his newsletter as well that he has coming out. So y'all can get some tips and stuff for y'all to do on y'all's property. Also on that podcast last week, I mentioned some of the new laws, the new hunting laws that were enacted here in the state of Texas, and I went and did some research and found uh, some of the new fishing regulations as well, so I wanted to let y'all know about those just as a heads up if you're out there in the fall fishing. So um, now this one isn't so much um, going to be you know useful until next season, but especially for snapper. But uh, new Texas regulations now require all commercial and recreational angri- anglers to use a venting tool or rig descending device on reef fish exhibiting signs of barrel trauma. So bloat, I didn't know what that.
1: That bloat, right? Yes, it I is. What that is. I knew
0: what it was, but I'd never heard it used in the term of barrel trauma. So I did go look that up. And technically, it's a pressure related injury fish experience. When reeled up from depths yep. depths of approximately 50 feet or greater, mm-hmm. so like those snapper species that we like going for, um, of course you know we pull them up. Sometimes they're they looks
1: like a swollen tongue. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks
0: it looks like the swollen tongue. So, uh, like you said, that's one of the signs of it. So stomach hanging from the fish's mouth, yep. um, fish floating on the surface. So you might have seen that when you when they figure out they're undersized or something, you try to put them back and they don't really really swim down they kind of just hang out on the surface um also one of them uh intestines protruding from the anus oh
1: i have not seen that
0: <laughs> no i've never seen that either but uh, i can imagine the
1: that pressure on some. the fish
0: Jeez. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's one of the symptoms and then of course bulging eyes which i'm I, i've seen before I've seen that too. too so now like i said um regulations in texas you are gonna have commercial and recreational anglers you're going to have to have a descending device for those fish. And I mean, I, I can see where, where that's a good thing. I know we we followed or I've followed on, on Tejas and stuff on uh, a page called rig them, right? Um, mm. They're out of Florida, I believe. And uh, they made a device um, for this uh, to help fish and like put them back down. Cause I, I know I've seen some other stuff where people just tie weights to them and then, you know, Hopefully it gets to the right depth and then they kind of pull the weights off of it, different setups. But from what I've seen, um, I haven't that, seen that before. Well, I will, I'll have to send it to you. That's cool. Yeah. So we've shared some of their stuff on Tejas and then uh, I've shared some of their stuff on um, on my page when they were talking about like the Red Tide and all yeah, that I'd kind of stuff. That. Yeah, I've seen that. It's yeah, a yeah.
1: cool account. Yeah. Y'all should definitely follow them. They're pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So maybe I'll reach out, maybe get them on a podcast since that's new uh, to us and maybe seven we can learn and spread the word about because we're going to have to have these devices going fishing so
1: and i like snapper yeah and (laughs) it's it's fun fishing
0: right and then uh so i know this this company does a lot of work in florida um with the restoration the red tide stuff so it might be a good company to support so uh maybe i'll I'll, like i said I'll, i'll reach out to them next week and see if we can get Either some information, if they don't want to come on the podcast and they're too busy, you never know. Uh, they're kind of going through hurricane stuff or yeah. the, well, the, the remnants, end yeah. of the hurricane stuff, which is by far the worst part, cleanup and everything. So um, shout out to everybody in Florida. If we have any Florida listeners, hope y'all are okay and everything. And then even for the people that don't listen, those uh, hopefully they get that stuff cleaned up because I mean, we've been through and seen hurricanes here. Yep. And, they're not fun. We both grew up on the coast. So. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'll reach out to them, try to get some more information, and then uh, bring that back to the podcast next week. Um, one of the other things is the, oh, I didn't look this up. Dang it. So, uh, Cobia has a reduced bag limit and what i I'm saw saying, your note about that. Dang it for us. Cause I didn't look up what the number was reduced to. So I'll have to come I back. I was interested and... in it though. Cause those
1: <laughs> Cobia is some good fish. Yeah. And they're fun to catch too. Oh, so good. much they're fun They're beautiful to catch. too. Like there's, they're kind of uh, a whole package. So I'll
0: update that next week. Cobia ha-
1: or Ling, right? Yeah. Is that the other name. Yeah. The other name. That's the one I heard first was yeah. Ling. I heard, I don't know which one I heard oh, first. I'm sure uh with my what was his name mitchell yeah oh he yeah it, he was yeah. so excited because he caught it he caught his first ling. yeah okay that was so a fun trip that was the first time that I was a long time ago you. though yeah,
0: it was <laughs> um but yeah so i'll get that updated and get y'all the bag limit for cobia or ling uh next week also uh the shortfin mako has been added to the prohibited list so can't catch those don't know too many people that really catch. Is there a different? I need to look to go up what for different makos the there short, are. Short fin makos. I've never seen one. I know. I don't like, know the different regular mako. Yeah. Yes, you just got a shorter fin. <laughs> I don't know. But I sh- look that up too. <laughs> <laughs> that one wasn't that funny. Not really. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the regulations that have been updated for uh, Texas uh, saltwater. Um. Next up on the docket, Megan. Oh yeah, we need a little update on our uh, deer adventures.
1: Our deer adventures.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what we're calling. Well, it. yeah.
1: <laughs> so we've been, we've been at it for two years now. Yeah, I mean, solid.
0: Yeah, doing it ourselves. So. Yeah, been a lot of learning.
1: Yeah, a lot of batteries. Three game cameras, which yeah. take eight batteries apiece. Which I mean, they <laughs> do. Right now. They do last a long time, and they send us a lot of pictures because we have the unlimited packages with yeah. Spy point. but. It's like I don't know. It's exciting, even when you're. I mean, no matter what yeah, you see, it, honestly.
0: Honestly, game cameras. I know a lot of people might knock them, and well, whoever does, whatever. But I like them. I yeah, mean, exactly. I like waking up I in think the morning, great. or like at nine thirty, I get the notification
1: okay from the night before, of
0: the night before, and get all these pictures in all these does and fawns eating and stuff. I mean, we've seen a, like one bucks. little baby, a couple little baby bucks have come in, but nothing like. Real exciting. So we'll keep feeding them. I mean, I'm doing my part.
1: Yeah, I fill it every single time. <laughs> Sportsman's Choice. Yep, Rick And, then and then the got the mineral nuggets, out too. Mineral. And then
0: we did the the mock scrape, which
1: we've had. I some like there, that. Going that's by a there. cool concept to me. Yeah. Like, because I think last year was the first year when I was sitting in the blind that I saw a buck. It was still a big oh, buck. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But it was my first time seeing a buck scrape, like yeah. actually do it. And that's part of why I love it so much, is because you <laughs> get to watch all the stuff. But, I mean, us, and then, like, I didn't know how you were going to do that, and you just got to, like, break up the ground, and then we use the, um, I can't remember the name it, Code, Code Blue. Blue Code yeah. Blue. Yeah. yeah.
0: Shout out uh, Chad Jones. He recommended it, so that's what we're, we're running. Yeah,
1: running and it seems right like we see a little bit more activity around when we put it out. Yeah. A little bit. We can't positively say that, but yeah. we but seem to have some activity. They're uptake. going past it and stuff and yeah.
0: walking up to it. I know that little bitty buck, like, walked up to it and he was standing in it for a little while.
1: So it's just cool to watch. It's a fun process and you get to take care of deer and it's better than TV. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) It's fun. But yeah, I went out to the property and I set up our blind.
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: All by herself. All by myself. (laughs) And there was no wasps or anything, but there are some big holes out there. I fell into one, but I'm good. So we know where they are now, but yeah, so I set up the blind, sat in the chairs, put the, um, like checked everything to me. Oh my gosh. First of all, I love our blind, but when you're by yourself, it takes <laughs> it takes some effort. And I'm like have really short arms and I'm trying to pull this thing out. It's so easy to use, y'all. And I can't remember the name of the blind. But anyways, it just it's hard for the me. Rhino blind. Yeah, the rhino blind. Yeah. It's hard for me because it's just the, the actual like holding it from here to here to pull it out far enough. I'm like, I can't
0: Yeah to pop ugh. out the sides.
1: So you just pop off the sides. It's awesome. I love it. Um we have two chairs in there and then I went and checked I We had, I think, a quarter left in the feeder. Just topped it off. Like it wasn't anything crazy for the feeder.
0: Yeah.
1: But oh, I did set the timer though.
0: You changed it. Yeah. Cool. Cool.
1: Yeah, I did. I changed that because the sun's starting to go down sooner. Not like by a significant amount, but I think the mornings, it's more noticeable, especially when it's getting hot so fast. Yeah. They want to be out there when it's cool. So. Which.
0: Well, next week, we're supposed to be getting... A, oh my gosh, finally. It's going to be 85 degrees, Not
1: even hopefully. at night. Like they even said, it was like 94 during the day. No. Which I'll take it. I'll take it. Over 105? It was 105 today again, which yeah. is like, it's been that way, though. Yeah. We, for two months. At, at the range today, it was... I was wondering was how you hot. were doing.
0: It was real, hot, real <laughs> hot.
1: You went to the range today, and I was like, ooh, what a day to go to the range.
0: It was. It was we were there from about... I was there from like 1 o'clock until... at least seven seven, yeah Seven's 15 something like that but anyway but yeah
1: yeah got that all set up i'm excited well now i have other plans on opening weekend but excited to see what you see on opening weekend yeah i'll probably go i have good plans on opening weekend but you
0: do you do i really do yeah so Yeah. yeah so
1: opening weekend brandon's gonna be solo in it i will be in the West Texas area with Stewards of the Wild. We're doing a mentored hunt with Texas Wildlife Association. And I, let's see, so it's a doe and hog hunt. Nice. Yeah.
0: Doing some management.
1: Yeah, some management. And it's my first opportunity um, officially, right, as a yeah. mentored hunt or mentor as a mentor on a hunt. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'm really excited about yeah, it. I think it'll be fun. Mm hmm. Yep, I'm hoping there's a cold front that weekend too. <laughs> we'll see. That would be so nice. We'll see.
0: I'm not. I'm not gonna hold my breath. I know. But I'll cross my fingers and maybe my toes too.
1: Well, duh. <laughs> Opening weekend. Of course you yeah. are.
0: So that'd be cool. We get some good photos and stuff. Maybe do a podcast there. Yeah. Chris, maybe Phil. footy. Yeah. For we'll sure. see. We'll see.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. I'm excited. Um, we just got our Huntmaster certifications a couple weeks ago. I don't even know if we've talked about that either. But Not
0: really. Just catching um, up on everything. Yeah. So, I mean, if you see uh, our posts on Instagram, yeah, you know. But we didn't mention in the podcast, but Megan and I did get our Texas Youth Hunting Program or Texas. We're just Huntmaster certified. Huntmaster certified in the state of Texas. So we it's
1: across three different programs. The TWA, Texas Youth Hunting Program um i think stewards is the other one like it's yeah. like the three together you're like kind of hot master certified for all yeah. of them so it's you go through it's a good process
0: um kind of a, a you could, well we did the one day you study in class but you have to study and take uh
1: four exams
0: four exams yeah mm-hmm. four exams over you know kind of general hunting practices of course safety safety safety, safety which is like the biggest thing that yep which it should be, but the biggest thing that it kind of harped on, and then also how to plan on uh, plan hunts for mm-hmm. for the adult mentor hunter program, and then the Texas youth hunting program also. Um, I might be uh, mentoring for the Texas youth bow hunt here. Oh yes, uh, next month. Yeah. September, October. We're excited to be diving yeah. into that next this year. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun, man. Mm-hmm. I I see it as an opportunity. You know, we aren't the ones that are necessarily pulling the trigger and stuff, but like you know, it's it's hunting. I get to spend more time. Oh yeah, you
1: get to have a good experience outside.
0: Yeah. in a blind, looking at animals. So any way that I could do that, if that's helping uh, a kid hunt or helping an adult hunt, I'm definitely going to do it. So yeah, I can always bring the camera, shoot them, kill them with the lens, <laughs> not necessarily the rifle or a bow. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. But yeah. Should be fun. So, a couple things that, you know, we're going to have coming out. And we'll, of course, do podcasts, like I said. And maybe we will okay. like film a couple or something like that too and have them on the YouTube channel. So, some more content for y'all to be excited for. So, the meat and potatoes, maybe macaroni and cheese of the podcast. We're going to talk about those <laughs> the beautiful. Macaroni and cheese is the podcast. <laughs> those beautiful That's flying so birds that we like to shoot at the beginning of hunting season. So,
1: beautiful, fast. Yummy birds, for sure. Okay. It's a fun, fun, fun hunt. If y'all have never been dove hunting, you, you should, definitely,
0: you should definitely, definitely do it. So starting off, I wanted to figure out, you know, a little dove history. I actually found out that there's seven species of dove and pigeons. Apparently, they're in the same category that are indigenous to the state of Texas. Um, so the three that we love to hunt, obviously, are morning dove, white wing dove, and then apparently there's the white tip dove, which... I mean, it's a white wing to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. are Are currently hunted in the state state of Texas. Like I said, uh, two species, the red billed pigeon and the bandtail pigeon, are currently listed as legal game birds, but by federal and state regulations. Um, but there's not really like a huntable population of them, so there's not going to be like you know a real big population to go shoot those animals or be in a concentrated area to be able to hunt them like morning dove or mm-hmm. white wing dove. So uh, two other species, the Inca dove and the common ground dove, are actually sparrow-sized birds with no potential for hunting and for which no formal management actions are undertaken. So they're not big enough to ride the ride, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) AKA. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, morning dove actually cover all 48 contiguous states. Uh, They go into southern Canada and into Mexico. And then white-winged dove are prevalent in South Texas, Northeast Mexico, and the West Indies. Which I also found out that uh, the white-winged dove are actually, their range is expanding farther north. So obviously you'll see white wings in East Texas, Central Texas, of course out in West Texas too. So yeah. their their range is getting a lot larger as well. So that's a, that's a good thing to me. I mean, more opportunity to hunt them. I, mean, I
1: say, Yeah, we had to go south to hunt those. Yeah. Um, not long ago. Yeah.
0: But now they're,
1: they're, I mean, they've always course, been around. Yeah, you're just you not see, gonna, you're see numbers, yeah, that that you're gonna see in the numbers. Yeah, there's some around the house Texas. here. I've seen some. So white wings? Yeah. Oh, at nice. least at least two. That other
0: morning when I left, I seen twelve in the road. Dove? Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was some eating in front yard. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> but we can. No, no, no.
0: We'll just look at. them. But uh, Texas, go Texas, leads the nation in dove hunting with roughly a quarter million hunters. Bagging five million morning doves each fall, yep, that's a lot of birds, <laughs> that's a whole lot of birds um dove can travel up to seven miles a day for water or food, but they stay around average about two miles for water or food, so put that into your dove hunting game plan and if y'all
1: knew how how it would look if they didn't hunt these birds, oh my gosh, it'd be it would be like I've seen the videos of them, yeah, I mean everywhere they are crazy look like it's like clouds of them yeah if they don't if they're not managed
0: uh so in the u.s there's about 1.2 to 1.7 million dove hunters and 23 percent of the that number come from the state of texas or hunt in the state of texas so each year dove hunters spend roughly 200 million dollars in a six-week time period during dove season
1: making an impact
0: so that is a lot of money for some little bitty birds Mm -hmm. um and then uh dove hunters also account for 74 percent of shotgun sales shotgun ammo sales every year yes
1: are you kidding me no
0: i looked at 71 74 percent of all (laughs) shotgun ammo is sold for dove hunting wow yeah
1: In the U.S. or just Texas? In the U.S. Holy cow!
0: Yeah. So every year, all that that, ammo's that—that's—that's beating duck hunters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, geese and everything else, Mm -hmm. like that's beating them. I'd
1: like to see that number. I might and you get to be dry and not freezing your butt off. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) Yeah, you can literally wear shorts if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun time. It
0: is. yeah, so that was some facts and stuff that I looked up on dove hunting. You know, I always like to kind of dig a little deeper into the topics that we're talking about. So uh, I learned a couple things, new new things. Of course, that the amount of money that's spent in that little bitty time period is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, it all goes back to conservation and everything. So learning new information about that's like pretty cool because like I've I've dove hunted for a, a little while now. I didn't really. I mean, I guess we we dove hunted in high school a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. We didn't, I didn't really Dove
1: after, after
0: doves really to shoot on where we were shooting. It kind of like, we're, it started out dove hunting and then it quickly turned into like, let's go get the clay thrower and throw, throw some clays. We're on
1: our <laughs> fourth box. We're yeah. wasting these shells. Yeah,
0: exactly. So we really didn't dove hunt that much in high school, but it, we, we tried. Um, I guess for me, like my first real dove hunt, I guess wasn't until, uh, college when I was up here, when I went with, uh, Cody Kale, and Marshall Teal and Jake Goodo, he was working for that place in, in Wixon Valley and they let us come out there and dove hunt. And that was like my first morning of like, like getting up and going out. I remember we were yeah, hanging out. We were, I remember. we were hanging out at their house uh, boys just hanging out, and then uh, they were talking, asking me if I wanted to go dove hunting with them the next morning because they were all, you know, buying their licenses and everything. I and like was like, you know up. what? Yeah, like oh, I'll go dove hunting with y'all. Oh, cool. So I'm gonna, you know, buy my license. And poor Meg's here. She she wanted to go. I but... even
1: already had mine. <laughs> I actually had mine. That's how it was. But
0: but it was a boys only trip. So Meg's, okay, Meg's... mine was
1: better. My first one was better than your first one. Uh I wouldn't say great. I
0: wouldn't say that. I mean mine was like equally as good. Like it couldn't have got any better. Like I mean I oh, shot a limit a a yeah. of limb and birds. That's right. Oh you did? Yeah.
1: We I all did. It.
0: Like it was pretty good. Like
1: pretty good dove hunt for that where story we're at. wrong.
0: Yeah. But no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, don't get me wrong, like your first dove hunt was, was
1: epic for me. For like it was awful.
0: Yeah, like it couldn't have got any better. But like mine was pretty good too. Mm-hmm.
1: And Yeah, yeah, it's about the same okay it was like a cooler maybe i think it's like apples and oranges because it's two different places with two different yeah yeah, mean, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so that that was a fun time you know shout out to those guys for uh inviting me out and let me come shoot with them and stuff because i mean we still friends with those guys we talk to them on instagram and stuff If you go back and look on our page there's a guy posing with a hippo in africa it's cody kale uh <laughs> he's a pretty good dude so yeah um uh, We'll have to maybe get those guys on a podcast or something and do some talk. Oh, that would be pretty funny. Actually, Cody and them, they, they go to Colorado. And go elk hunting. Been I know going they do because the he posts about years. it. Yeah, but, he's and like, I'm just like, <laughs> he's not a big like social media guy. But no, like, but when, when he does go,
1: post, go he makes everybody hunting. jealous. <laughs> what he does,
0: yeah. yeah, they they post some cool stuff when they go elk hunting. <laughs> I'm so like
1: so happy for you. Cody. We'll
0: definitely uh share some of that when they get around to going this year. Hopefully, I gotta give them a shout and see if they're they're going or planning to go this year. So speaking of your very first dove hunt.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, so
0: I want to. Now I want to hear your side, side of the story because obviously I was there. I took you. Yeah. But I want to hear. It it's from funny your when you ask me that.
1: All I can think about is how it has been since, and it's never been as good as the first year we went. <laughs> so my first hunt was something you took me on to meet most of the friends you had at Kingsville, right? That's right. So it was like old college buddies. I met did I meet Bob there? I can't remember. But Bobby and Julie was there. Ryan invited us out because he works those fields out there. So Ryan Murphy, shout out to Ryan. Um but Murph doll. (laughs) (laughs) Murph. It always gets us the best spot. So we were on um harvested soybeans and harvested sorghum, I believe. So it was like flat Super nice. We pulled up. There's a shaded area where the tree line is. You sit there. Um, listen to music. Drink plenty of Gatorade because you need to because it's sweating bad. We, <laughs> learned, that. There, we learned that lesson the hard way. It's you hard can't drink enough Gatorade. <laughs> if, especially if you had beer the day before or the night before. Because yeah. We got in the night before had drinks that night and then got up the next morning and hunted and fished. But yeah, I mean I was a pretty good shot already. I'd been doing go to like clay shoots and stuff, yeah. so i was We've been in quite a few.
0: Clay I was shoots pretty confident. Like
1: i w- not not nearly as good okay. as you. Like I don't practice. I'm just a decent shot. So I um, had my 12 gauge Remington and I took it down there with my first hunt. Yeah, with that gun. It was a whole thing, so it was nice. Limited out, but like everybody did, we had a trailer. <laughs> they lined them all up on the trailer and like it was just a really 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 f- we have lots of good fun pictures from that one yeah yeah it was a lot of fun they were
0: like we cleaned birds there and yeah we took them in the field and everything it was fun and it was a good time the next day yeah we yeah. had the birds from the day before and was it <laughs> tadpole
1: oh the truck thing <laughs> i'll never forget so- that the four wheeler <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tadpole shout out tadpole man uh he was so <laughs> pissed <laughs> in the back of his truck man and- gunned it a little hard <laughs> broke out his back glass. Like, yeah, he was
1: loading up on the trailer yeah, and he just gunned it. Yeah. it
0: just, boop, oh, man. Sh- I mean, there's shattered. all kinds of stuff that happens in the dove hunting, Oh, but my gosh. I think, man, dove hunting, I mean, it's fun to shoot birds and everything and it's fun to bring birds home. Obviously, we love eating them. But, like, it is the most like, family friendly. Yeah,
1: it's a great first time.
0: Enjoyable. Like, everybody get together, have a good time.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, it's I mean, you can bring your kids and everything. At that point they didn't have kids, but like a lot of our friends now have kids and like they've been posting they pictures lot of and stuff it, yeah. and them going dove hunting last weekend. Like you can bring the kids, have everybody it's I mean, it's just a good time. You could talk, make noise, you don't have to, you have to be quiet all the time. I mean, if you want to, you could turn it into a little game about, you know, how many shells does it take to hit one oh, bird. Dude.
1: <laughs> when you're like picking up shells, it's just like I'm mm-hmm. like trying to pick like it's just money.
0: Yeah so they that, was good. that was that was your first dove hunt that we went on yeah. and then we went back down there a few other times it rained one year
1: bad yeah and got real muddy and, Pushed
0: birds out like a lot uh, of people got stuck out in the field dude, <laughs> like all that kinds was of the stuff next year
1: i'm pretty sure Yep, it was sweltering hot the first year But it was enjoyable. Yeah. Second year, it just... And you had to, like, get back in your truck, and you're muddy, so you had to get back... It stopped raining, so we're trying to hunt between the rainstorms, Yeah. but but the dogs are all muddy, and they're climbing up in these these, these four leather
0: seats. Yeah. And then I remember at one point, I think it was me, Bob, or Bob, Cecil, and I, and we were just standing out in the rain to shoot birds anyway. They got so
1: frustrated. They were just like,
0: forget 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 this. Like, we're already wet. We're just going to stand out here and shoot birds, because they're still flying. Yeah. So... That, that was a good trip, a lot of fun. And then, like, on these trips, too, because it's special white-wing season, like, you can't hunt until the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, in the morning, some of us, not all of us, you know, we'd get up and we'd go fishing um, and, like, hit the bays and stuff down there. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, fishing the lower Laguna, if, you, if you've never done that. Oh,
1: it's so good. It's
0: awesome. I mean, a lot of people go down there to fish for trout and stuff. Mm, trout. But there, there's some awesome reds <laughs> and then – a. I mean, I've never caught a snook down there, but it's the, your your chances to catch a one. The third or fourth
1: funny. year that we went, I went out. Yeah. I got to go.
0: Yeah. With Joe Curtin.
1: Only because somebody slept in and I was like, I'm up. Yeah. I'm up, <laughs> yeah. I'm up every single time there's a boat in the water. Yeah. I'm like, I'm up. Somebody, yeah. somebody not sleeping. Somebody. Okay. I'm, I'm up. Let's go. Yeah. So that was Joe's birthday.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. And y'all freaking. Dude. Murder. We
1: all hit our limit and runs yeah. like. There was a whole stringer of them. Yep,
0: yep. I remember taking that picture. when you I was way fishing, and
1: I never way fish. <laughs> That's how crazy. It was awesome, though. Yeah. It was, like, flat for, my, like, miles. Yeah. You could walk, and, like, Joe was, like, way out. I'm just, like, yeah. okay. Like, so it was fun. It was, like, I didn't have any gear. I'll never do it again without, like, a pair of tweezers and an extra lure yeah. and some other stuff because I was, like, well, well, Having to go
0: back to the boat for everything is not fun. No. <laughs> Especially when you find them. <laughs>
1: I know. I caught yeah. some trout that day and a couple of reds, and it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of fun. go fishing in the morning, and then, you know, come back to the house, and then either take a shower or something, get ready, and then hit the dove fields in the afternoon. I mean, special yeah. whitening season down in the valley is a lot of fun. So, it if you got fun. some buddies down there, hit them up, you know, because it's, it's definitely a good time. Yep. And then, like I said, we went, we went down there and did that for a couple years, and then, of course, you know, your friends get married, have kids, which ain't no fault of theirs. That, they all did it at the same did. time. At the same time, and it kind of just that trip kind of just you know fell apart. Fizzled. Like we we go, we still get get together every now and then, but it'd be fun to get get the group back together and do another one down there here soon. So I have to hit up Ryan to see if we can set that up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess the last year that uh, we didn't, the first year that we didn't go, <laughs> we were we made a trip to. Georgia.
1: Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Okay, so that's why we had to skip year your...
0: Yeah, yeah. We made the trip to Georgia. We, and we went and, um You know, uh, another people. If you don't follow them, you definitely go check them out. Twenty four seven hunt crew. Absolutely. Out of Georgia, they have some awesome duck hunting content. I mean, they travel all over the place chasing ducks. Um, and then beautiful their, dogs. Their annual dove hunt that they do. Uh, every year is a great event I, they just got done with it this past weekend and mm-hmm. it's gotten even bigger which is is crazy because it was huge when we
1: went it's so cool to see <clears throat> it
0: is because like it was big when we went but i mean it was it's smaller than what they what they had and like you could still not that it was a bad thing but like putting on an event like that like
1: it is mean, it's, not it's, it's hard
0: yeah. to like enjoy it and like i could see that they were not not sh- obviously not struggling, they put on a great event, but they were, they were working their tails off yeah. to put on a good event. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like kudos to them, man. Cause like I said, like putting on stuff like that is not easy to do. And, uh, we, we had a great time with them. Um, just, we wanted to travel to Georgia and we had never been, and was that fun. was a, a, an excuse or a reason to go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was a lot of, like I said, a lot of fun hunting with them, you know, check out their content. If you're not following them on Instagram and stuff, they do a lot of giveaways and things. Uh, so yeah, definitely check out their page. They, they're, they're a great group of guys. So give them a follow and stuff. Follow their YouTube channel too. They got a lot of, they'll probably have some pretty cool duck hunting videos coming this, this mm-hmm. fall. Soon. Yeah. Very yeah. soon. So, like I said earlier in the podcast, we didn't get to go out this weekend, but, uh, this past weekend, but, uh, this weekend I'll be heading to Albany, Texas, uh, for the Stewards of the Wild Dove Hunt. Uh, we went last year and like, that's oh, another man. awesome event that they put together up there. Um, the birds were flying both days. I mean,
1: insane, just, it was so good,
0: crazy for So Albany's was a pretty good stretch from college station and now it's a little bit closer now that we're it but it's still like three hours to yeah, get up it's there solid so i'll i'll track. leave when i'll i won't get to hunt uh tomorrow um but i'll hunt saturday morning so i'll drive up after work but that uh, last year was awesome i mean first off you you get there do check in and everything and they got warm-up sporting clays and all that kind of stuff Silent auction yeah silent auctions they got Giveaways. awesome Give, giveaways goodie bags all that kind of stuff so you get to hang out and practice a warm-up and then you go to the dove field in the afternoon and then come back have dinner and everything we had jesse griffiths there he
1: cooked oh yeah dove.
0: dove yeah a lot of the dove from that day so that was the uh, that was pretty cool i mean he's an awesome chef uh he, he's the guy that wrote the hog book so oh, uh, yeah. kind of changing the game on On how hog wild hog was prepared and kind of bringing a new light to it. So Mm -hmm. he's got his uh, restaurant in Austin here. We Uh, go. uh, My gosh, I can't believe I forgot the name of his restaurant right now. But follow his uh, Instagram page or look it up on Facebook, Uh, Jesse Griffiths. He does a lot of stuff with meat eater as well. (laughs) Uh, Daidué. That's the name. Is a horrible researcher. (laughs) I suck at Jamie. So his restaurant's called uh, Due in Austin. We haven't been there yet, but it's on the list to go to. So if you're in Austin, it's a good place to go check out from what I've heard. Um, So we had dinner and everything, drinks, and then... Live music? Yeah, and we stayed in Albany that night. And then the next morning we woke up, we went to a different field. That
1: was a cool drive. I think it was like watching the, sun. Oh, yeah, we were yeah. watching the sun come up. I love watching the sun come up. That's another reason why I love hunting. Yeah, because
0: we left Albany and we went towards drove. Abilene. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah,
1: we drove toward Abilene. And so I mean, the sun was coming up by the windmills. Yeah. It was so cool looking.
0: Yeah, it was a good morning to, to drive to the Dove Field. That day was... Um, like a sour patch kid, <laughs> I love sour patch kids, and that's why that came to came to mind for me <laughs> that day was a sour patch kid um, some of the best dove hunting I've had in my life Ever. uh the birds were awesome, mm-hmm. but my gun broke that day. I mentioned that a few times um but my gun my shotgun that I've had since my sophomore year in high school it's a Browning synergy classic over and under. I've put a lot of shells through that gun and yeah. won some stuff with that gun and lost some stuff with that gun. It's kind of like my baby. But uh, mm-hmm. that gun broke. And unfortunately, it they, they don't make parts for it anymore. So I'm going to have to scour the internet. If anybody Anyone. knows a resource where I can get some Browning Synergy Classic parts, <laughs> please let me know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the exact problem is because – when I tried to take it to a browning dealer, they wouldn't even look at it because they can't get the parts, so they couldn't even tell me what's really wrong. So one, I need somebody to look at it and tell me what's wrong. And then two, I need somebody that could get me some parts for it. So if anybody's got the hookup, hit me up in the DMs, shoot we me a message on Facebook. He
1: year, make his 10 years.
0: He his make him very happy. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out on how to repay you if you could hook me up with that. Finder's fee. Yeah, definitely a finder's fee. <laughs> Pay a finder's uh, fee. So that was a great trip. Uh, Looking forward to going back, going back to it again this weekend. Um, Like I said, I'm not hunting tomorrow, but I'll hunt Saturday. And then after I'm leaving on after Saturday's hunt, I'm going to leave to Lubbock Mm -hmm. to go hunt with our buddy, Brandon Bredemeyer from out in West Texas. He's the president of the SEI chapter out there in West Texas, Midland area. So, um, if you haven't listened to that podcast, you can go all the way back to episode two. Uh, we, we talked about their event that we filmed for them and we got to watch them raise a million dollars in
1: one night. It was epic. So
0: that we we filmed them
1: doing it. Yeah, It was so cool. Yeah.
0: So go back and listen to that podcast. If you want to, uh, learn about what, uh, West Texas SCI chapter is doing and a little bit about Brandon also kind of talks about going to Africa and hunting over there and then how he grew up hunting too. So. So like I said, Saturday I'll leave um, Albany and then drive to about Lubbock area, which another two, two and a half hours or so um, to go hunt with him and him, some of his buddies from San Angelo State. Uh, they shot on the Clay team there and they do this hunt every year. And he hit me up on Instagram, was like, hey man, uh, we got a, a spot uh, on this hunt. If you want to come, you know, just let me know. So uh, definitely not going to turn down invitations to go hunting. Mm-hmm. So if you want to invite us hunting, we're probably not gonna say no unless it just like conflicts with something really important.
1: Yeah, uh, and you'll get some dope pictures on it. We
0: will, might. I mean, it might be a maybe <laughs> <laughs> if it conflicts with something. We'll work it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll just see how it goes. So uh, yeah, we gotta go hunt with him Saturday afternoon, and then uh, on Sunday, and then we'll come back. So hopefully, uh, we'll sit down with those guys, maybe get a podcast, but I'll definitely be filming, uh, taking pictures and stuff. So. Yep. Look out for that YouTube video when that drops, Uh, depending on how much footage and stuff I get. uh, We'll see how long it takes for me to put it together, but it'll be coming out soon. And then at the very least, we'll do a trip recap and everything, kind of do a podcast and put the footage together too. So it'll it'll come out good, I promise. So once again, with the move and everything, kind of been slacking on the gear videos.
1: Yeah, we both were like, we're doing it (laughs) this summer. Guess what? I
0: think we got the Gunner Kennel video up and then that, that was it. We yep. started moving. Yep. So we are going to do some more gear videos. I promise. I know the next two that we got coming up are, um, we're going to do a video on our bow setup that we're going to be hunting with this year. Mm-hmm. So kind of talk about that. And then, uh, also we're going to do our blind bag kind of, uh, gear review. We use, uh, the Brogan from Kafaru. So, we kind of set it up with what we like to keep taking a blind and it's kind of a mix of what you need while hunting and then also what you need you while need. filming your hunts so we'll definitely have those videos coming out here pretty soon we'll try probably try to get the bow video knocked out next week um we can fit it in and then uh that blind bag video out soon after that so it still give you some time if you're looking for some stuff or trying to dial your kid in or you know just want to tinker around with some stuff we'll have some gear stuff that uh you can go buy or check out if you want to i mean i i i love gear that's probably like
1: he's been obsessed y'all like
0: i love different Mm -hmm. gear he he doesn't
1: buy anything unless it's fully vetted like oh dude i'll have completely he has to have three people that'll be a spokesperson for him like yeah He's got to have reputable sources. People like, that
0: have used it, like I'm, I'm comparing it to three other brands. Like I'll have yeah. so many Chrome windows open on my phone because I just like going <laughs> back and forth and making sure that it's going to be what I want to use. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I
1: trust him. I I'm not
0: rich by any means. So if I'm spending money on stuff, I kind of want to know that it's good. Yeah, <laughs> if i'm gonna be buying these bags and everything because i mean like kafaru i love all their stuff yeah. like they're they're obvi- if there's a
1: kafaru sale there's a kafaru box on our porch
0: <laughs> yeah i mean all their stuff's great from their packs to the pullouts for their packs to like mm-hmm. i said the stuff you can turn into blind i, mean, bags. I use it yeah, yeah i use it every day yeah, I mean, I have bags. so if I'm being honest, I have two Rogans. So I have, a, <laughs> I have a Rogan that I keep in my truck, um, and then or one my bag that I take with me every day, and then I have a Rogan for my blind bag. So, like I said, I like all the Kafar stuff, and then we'll dive deeper into that. I might even throw in if we do that that uh, that video, I might throw in my pack too, just to Go add that so people can see like because uh, I I run the Hellbender and I'll do it, my Rogan. Yeah, because uh, I, I me took from... it to Idaho last year and then so that was a lot of fun running that and then yeah. i'll be using it on hunts this year too to help film so that'll be cool yep
1: been hiking with it all, or walking i guess yeah rocking yeah
0: okay yeah so 25 pounds in it and i walk down from the house to the gate it's got a slight little incline so and it's you, on rocks yeah you, know, you gotta yeah you gotta pull up a little bit so been doing that um need to go to the gym gym though mm-hmm. but been doing stuff at the house i got that been doing the rucking stuff, and then got a dumbbell and a curl bar, so been figuring out different ways to do different stuff with that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of farmers carry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this podcast is kind of short, you know, but uh, we want to just get on here and talk and talk about what we got going on and let y'all know about some of the content we got coming up. So uh,
1: appreciate y'all listening for sure. Uh,
0: like I said, the numbers have been doing great. As always, you know, share with a friend if you like the podcast. Definitely give us a rating if you want to. Hit that like button on YouTube. You know, subscribe and all that good stuff.
1: Follow uh, us on Insta.
0: Yeah, follow us on Instagram.
1: We usually post the most to Instagram.
0: Definitely. Yeah. The most content that we have is going to be on Tails Hunt Club Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then probably next is going to be YouTube, would you yeah. say? And then For probably the after part. that, um, Facebook group. Like I said, I know a lot of y'all been hunting and stuff, but, you know. If you're in the Facebook group, share some of those pictures. We want to see them, you know. And then if you're not in the Facebook group, get in the Facebook group and share those pictures. I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are getting out hunting and fishing and stuff now. So we want to promote it and then uh, show kind of show what everybody's doing. I'm not saying give out your honey holes or nothing. No. But,
1: you know. You might learn a thing or two, Send though. us
0: some pictures. Yeah. Tell us about your hunting story. You know, or that day, if something happened.
1: Brag, have, about kid. Yeah,
0: brag, brag about your kids. yeah brag about your kids. please brag about your kids that's so fun hunting, to see take them out there tell us about it because we love sharing those stories and then uh you know congratulating those parents that that do that and try to keep you gotta uh, encourage that for sure tradition alive yeah so like i said guys appreciate y'all listening to the podcast and following us and everything so uh we'll catch y'all next week see ya have fun hunting